episode of Unapologetically Anxious Me, Confessions of a Haitian Girl. I'm your host, Joe, and today we have a special guest in the building. We have Anxious Black Girl Comics, um, and her name is Ronine. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, welcome. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, my name is Ronid. Um, I'm basically a mental health advocate and also mental health fairy godmother. I um, do comic books um, about myself just navigating as a neurodivergent um, Black Haitian American. And yeah, everything is um, either comedic, um, it's vulnerable, it's um, inspiring. And I just try to find different ways to be creative to let um, other black girls, other anxious black girls know that it's okay to just be themselves. So it's been um, quite a journey. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just so excited to have you here. Um, I think I ran into you a little over a year ago um, when I was just joining like social media and like for my podcast, at least on Instagram. And um, I was really trying to find other content creators that I connected with, especially in the mental health space and black women. And um, I was just like, this cannot be another anxious black girl. And then when I found out that you're Haitian too, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> we must, we must meet. <laughs> and I, I think it was just so cool to like see your art and like the way you just really expressed yourself through your art. Um, I thought it was a really unique way of like, being able to express your mental health and like to reach out and through your content. Um, so I wanted to always ask you about that. Like what, where did that start? Have you always um, connected in that way? Was that always a way that you channeled your mental health and how did you, anxious black girl comics begin? Um, to be honest, I started off of survival. <laughs> if I didn't <laughs> I, I was just <laughs> like it wasn't even something that I thought would grow into like anything um I was just at a point um where I was suicidal and like no <laughs> no one was listening to me wow. and I'm like you know what fuck it let me just run to the internet like a little I was in my um late 20s but I guess I was like a teenager with it just running to the internet like I I don't know what the hell I was seeking maybe attention or help I don't know what the hell it was mm -hmm. but it started off as a blog and yeah I just started gaining um I started gaining followers um the sad part about it is that um in the space that I was in there wasn't many black um creators um that I was like aware of it was just white women everywhere okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. we were still pretty cool but like it was um, it was interesting. And at that time, um, I, I forgot what year, because um, I started about three years ago when I was really just talking online. Um, but at that time, like no one was really aware of mental health. So it just looked like some crazy black girl on the internet just <laughs> raging and angry. But like, yeah, I did it off of survival and then it turned into this so you were writing at first yes it was a blog it was called finding Ronid, and it really was just me navigating through 
uh, my mental illness journey mm. and yeah I, um I was able to get like a following but I I'm telling you it 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 happened in um a span of like four years but I just I I had no idea it was going to turn to this I'll just say that like if this is random still <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I mean, it's really cool. I think like it's so creative. It's bright. It's very engaging. Um, so what do people tell you about your art now? Like how do people respond to it? Um, it's different now, I guess, um, because it's gaining more, it's gaining more traction now, which means um, that it's more commercial. Mm -hmm. um, and I am, I am connecting with a lot of um young black girls and black women mm -hmm. um but my stuff is also very vulgar mm -hmm. so i am um it's like i'm gaining followers but also losing my audience as well um because a lot of people are entering my space that haven't really been following me from the beginning so it's like oh this is motivational oh um or this is perfect for my um young black daughter to to watch or to read um but it's also very vulgar and it could be provocative at times. Mm -hmm. So it is a bit um, conflicting. I might get a message from a parent telling me, um, yeah, this is not acceptable for, for my child to read. It wasn't or, it. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be um, something inspiring, like, oh, this is really motivational. It's inspiring. Thank you um, so much. So it's, it is, it is definitely like conflicting and at the end of the day I just have to remember why I started I have to remember myself and my artwork and like keep going it's not it's not really something that you'd put like on Disney like mm -hmm. <laughs> or maybe it is I don't know but um yeah it's it's it is for everyone but it's not for everyone if that makes sense <laughs> so does anxious black girl have a name like is she a separate persona like um I'm still trying to figure that out but for right now um it it really is just me as uh it's really um uh, me but um I'm also trying to figure myself out still mm -hmm. so yes it, it is it is me um and I hope to show myself more through it as I like progress but yeah <laughs> What does she mean to you in terms of like existing? Like, why did you create her? Um, it's funny. I did not create her. Um, my husband created her. Um, okay. and it was during, yeah, <laughs> it was, um, during, um, the pandemic, um, when I was still like blogging and when he was creating her, she was so bubbly and so happy. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? What is this? This is not <laughs> <laughs> yes, not at all. <laughs> but he kept on he kept on creating stories for her and he created her and um from then I took that character but it was just infographics I was doing because it was mental health but um the more I started healing the more I started becoming myself um I was like oh wow this is her so I want her to be bubbly I want her to be energetic but I also want her to be a bitch as well <laughs> yes, <laughs> layers. yes. <laughs> like I want her to be um not toxic but I want her to be like a splash of bubbles from Powerpuff Girls and like Harley Quinn um like the chaos but also 
um, the balance as well, because <laughs> that's me. And honestly, that's a lot of Black girls who are neurodivergent. I'm sorry, but like, yeah. this is this is just how it is. Like, <laughs> people is look crazy. at bubbly. Yeah. <laughs> people look at bubbly Black girls and they're like, oh, you're just bubbly, like all the time. No, bitch, I'm not. <laughs> I'm also chaotic as well. So I'm trying to figure how to do that within the mental health space because <laughs> you know like we're not supposed to engage in toxic behaviors but we all have them so like we're all human like <laughs> it is what it is so he drew them he's a comic as well right mm -hmm. oh that's really cool so how did you guys meet what's that story <laughs> oh lord um we've been together for 10 years mm -hmm. so to hmm Oh, long story short, I went to his house for Christmas. I looked at him and I said, that's my next boyfriend. <laughs> oh, I saw on your TikTok that or you just turned 30. Yeah. Yes. How is that? <laughs> yes. It's, it's so, whew, I can't um explain, um, but I feel like I've been sleeping my entire life. I woke up and I'm 30 and I'm like, whoa, that mindset just completely like switched and I'm like wow I'm a whole adult now <laughs> that switch was real did you feel that switch when you turned 30 or no I did I really did <laughs> um and and it's funny because I I don't know I've lived a very um I don't know my life has always I've my life's always been hard I think um I, yeah. I experienced trauma from a very very young age um, and I think it was just kind of like a roller coaster of that most of my life. And so I think by the time I was like 19, 18, 19, I was like, I can't wait to turn 30. So I was like, really <laughs> looking forward to that. Um, and I, and I think just because I felt like by then I was just like, I would be sure I would know. So I, I knew there was going to be some level of like self-assurance. But then like 30 arrived and it was like, I don't know. I don't know and I am not sure. <laughs> but like I went into like full on panic mode because I was not sure and I was nowhere near where I was like, I thought I would be, but I was still very much looking forward to the decade. And um, mm. once I got past 30 and into 31 like it's really been the best decade of my life like it's really? been a hard decade um but I'm just so I'm just so solid and like who I am and know who I am um it's been the hard it's really been one of the hardest decades of course um because real life is happening to you <laughs> um and and it's really like oh damn like this adult shit is like wow <laughs> like so we were just playing pretend in our 20s right i get it <laughs> like, so that, was, that was just like the preliminaries okay <laughs> like because that was hard but like i mean this decade it's it's been rough but like i i'm i'm grateful for the the selfish like just being self-assured and just knowing who i am at my core and you you know you always know where you're going for some reason you, you know where you want to go 
I'm not even like there yet, but like I can understand that concept. You know, really again, I'm like well over halfway through the yeah. decade. You know, I'm at 36, so I, you know, I'm good. You know, I'm able. To, <laughs> I got that right yeah. now. <laughs> Hell yeah, girl. Hell yeah. So you know, let me know. Let me know when you get a little closer. <laughs> we'll talk. Girl. I, I'm like at the, I don't even know if I'm at the tip. So like whatever you're saying is really good for me right now. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Because when I was where you were at, I wasn't talking like this. I was panicking. <laughs> <laughs> two kids, one was still breastfeeding. I was like, what is going on, God? We need to have a conversation. <laughs> Yo, I believe. Wait, oh, you have kids. Yes, I'm a mom. I have a son who's 10 and I have a daughter who's seven. Oh yeah. my God. They, my kids are also on the spectrum. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Family. Yes. I already, I already get the visual. That's a beautiful family. Oh, yeah. My, my life is, is pretty incredible. And I, and I, I've learned so much over the years. And I think that like, Again, thirty is a very great decade, so you'll you'll mm -hmm. love it. Don't you know? Don't let it scare you right now. <laughs> Give it time. Girl. Give it time. You got Girl, ease your way into it. It's a little intimidating. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I think that right now, one of the things that I love about you that I definitely connected with you with is definitely you have a really strong grip on your inner child, which Girl. I don't have a strong grip on. <laughs> Girl. I, <laughs> I honestly think it's because, like, why the fuck are other kids like playing with like have having cell phones and I'm still having a Barbie doll. Like it was just too stretched out. Like come on. <laughs> way too stretched out. <laughs> I, mean, I love how like bold you are. Like I love that you are whimsical in your own right and you you are you live that way and you yeah. are unapologetic about it. Um, I think that I remember seeing one of your TikToks where you're like, that's something that you've yet you to learn to do. And like I think for me, it was just, I never actually felt like a woman. Like I always felt like a child, like a, a teenager, not even a teenager, a, a child, because that's how everyone like treated me. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And I just stayed in that. Um, so my dad is narcissistic and my mom also has like serious mental health issues. She is a child mentally. Um, so like they're both like raising me. And on top of that, like they're shielding me like from the entire world. And for me, like it was already hard enough. And on top of that, like, I don't know if you've got that too, but um, I, used to, I literally used to be bullied for being Haitian. What? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, I got bullied, like, just, like, my my dad would just drop me off to school and, like, just him talking to my teachers and other kids hearing his accent, they would make fun of me and they'd be like, oh, my gosh, you know, he's a just come or whatever. And it'd yeah. just be like, y'all don't have 
Y'all ain't heard accents before, like <laughs> no. <laughs> That's apparently not. I know I've heard like, oh, like he's fresh off the boat, like and it's like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and back in the day with the cats and the dogs, and I was like, where'd you hear that? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I know where you're talking. Hear this? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. It's crazy how, like, you um, were born, like, somewhere else. Like, you're in Florida, and I'm in um, freaking Brooklyn, and it's, like, the same thing. Yeah, and actually, and I wasn't even born in Florida. I was actually born in New Jersey, and we moved oh. to Florida. Like, we were, but we were born here in the States. Our parents are first generation. Your parents are first generation immigrants? So yeah. are mine. So it's like, where are y'all getting these ideas <laughs> from? Like, my meat comes from the grocery store. Like, y'all, like, I don't know, like, make it make sense. Like, no. It doesn't I make no sense. Confused as everyone else, so it was just it was really it was a tough upbringing, um, and and it didn't and and it really it did affect like how I felt about myself, and I think it always made me feel like I had to be normal or act normal or try to figure out how to be normal. How like how was that for you? growing up in Brooklyn? Um, <laughs> it's already, it already sucks because like, you're already in a different, well, yeah, different time at that time, but like everything is just catered to white girls, um, whether it's the media or Barbie dolls. It, it was very rare that you'll ever like go into a store and you see like a black Barbie doll. So um, things like that are already like bringing me down. Um, and yeah, when I go into, get into school and I'm obviously like Haitian and, um, I also had like an accent as well. Um, and I, I didn't even speak the language, but I got it from my parents. Thanks. Yes. I, <laughs> I kind of did too. And it was just because they're your parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely like got it hard as well. Um, so I just never mentioned that. I was Haitian, but even if I did mention I was Haitian, it's like, you're too pretty to be Haitian. You're too pretty for this. You're too pretty for that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just black. I'm black like the rest of y'all. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sad. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so representation matters and your illustrations definitely showcase the diversity of black women's experiences. How do you ensure that your artwork authentically reflects the range of emotions and challenges that Black women face? I am still trying to learn that because my priorities in um, my artwork is to make sure that I include dark skin. I, I have to include dark skin. I have to. Um, I have to include um, Black women that have... Um, different um, disabilities, um, but that is just from what you see. But it's, I think that it's extremely important or even like black women um, smoking weed or even like sex workers. Like I think, cause for some reason, although like black women are supposed to be at the top of 
everything. Sorry. We I believe that we are the originators. That's how I walk around. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how I walk <laughs> But like for some reason, yeah, yeah, we're never protected. We're ignored. Um, and we are always like at the bottom. Um, and that's not cool, whatever. So um yeah, I wanna um showcase more of that through like, yeah, like you said, body image or even um uh uh, black women who smoke weed or um, I, w- I want to show like I want to show more of that because um, for some reason sometimes when I do when I am bubbly and I am um, doing um, certain things some people say hey like that's a white girl thing and it, that's not a white girl thing like mm-hmm. black women do it too like mm-hmm. we could be whimsical um, we could be free um, and we hold a lot of um, knowledge and yeah I want to show that more um through the artwork. So I'm still still working on that um, while being um, mindful of of um, the culture, I guess. <laughs> and also trying to find myself as a Black woman um, because there's always a box that um, someone's gonna put you in. And no, <laughs> I can be many things too. So yeah, I'm still working on all that. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I know that we all face obstacles along our journey. Can you share with us a difficult moment you've encountered as anxious black girl and how you've overcome it? What lessons did you learn from it and that experience? I would say maybe something as simple as, um, cause when I started, I was, super sweet to everyone um but honestly that was off of survival skills and also being a people pleaser so I wasn't as expressive um with my artwork um but the more I got to know myself the more I embarked on my journey um I'm just at a place where it's like fuck everyone really I'm just going to do my artwork and post what I want to post and show myself um authentically um even as being a mental health fairy godmother online um I was still trying to figure out how I wanted her to sound what I wanted her to be how raw I wanted her to be and um yeah um I guess it's I guess the biggest challenge for me is just being um my myself (laughs) and yeah, and yeah, being authentically my myself is the biggest challenge in this whole ordeal. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I, you do talk a lot about, you know, women and us being able to express ourselves. Um, but I also imagine taking care of ourselves is important as well. So what does exactly self-care mean to you? Oh, I have to um, make sure that I'm close to my friends um, and my friends that actually actually like know me past um, anxious black girl comics um, because doing this work um, it could <laughs> it could really it, it it has been to a point where it has um, damaged me um, mentally and to a point where I didn't know if I was being myself online like it really fucks with your brain. Um, and it, and people always have opinions about something. And if you don't know who you are, it will, 
you're just done for. Um, So I always make sure I keep myself close to people who actually um, know me. I keep myself close to my husband and um, yeah, I make sure that I'm surrounded by people who actually love me and know real need past this crap. Not saying that this is crap, but like, it's good to like leave this behind sometimes. Like I have a life. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a therapist? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I have to, um, um, thankfully my therapist is someone that gets like the social media as because not everyone gets, (laughs) not everyone gets this and Mm -hmm. you can't really like talk about this with everyone. They don't get it. So, (laughs) so yeah, um, it's, yeah it's a lot it's a lot um it's a lot mentally um like some people just think I just post and then be on my way there's more to social media like yeah yeah, the feedback oh go ahead it's a lot mentally you're right (laughs) yes the feedback the opinions um just so much and then you have to make sure that you are representing yourself um the right way that you're representing um well, I, I, I've come to a point where I cannot represent every black girl. I cannot. That is impossible because we are all different. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can represent is myself. Um, but that still comes with consequences. Um, and I'm just, I, I'm, I'm trying to find myself. I'm trying to find myself. So, um, yeah, I'm, I need a therapist or is over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> so as a fellow Haitian girl, do you feel that the Haitian community is doing enough and growing in the mental health area? The younger generation, yes. The older, uh, well, not I, I personally, because I do have um, some followers that are way older than me that are aware, but I do think that my generation, even yours, like, I, I do think that there there is because you know like Haitians are heavy on religion. The same generation. Like, <laughs> the same generation. Sorry. It's I'm okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, fine. I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I don't know the difference because there's people that are younger than me that are the same gen. I don't know Gen Z. I don't I don't know. Girl. It's okay. No, you're no, I'm you're sorry. smack dab between Gen Z and Millennial. I, we're both okay. millennials though. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. Okay, girl. Okay. Like, I'm like excluding you out of something that you're in. Like, you're like hold I'm up. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, but like, I do think like the millennials, like, I do think that we are trying and even like I think below is Gen Z I don't know but I think Gen Z is probably doing I mean Gen Z and Millennials I think we're doing probably the best at actually you know addressing it um the older generations not so much um but like um when (laughs) in the Haitian community itself like I think we're it's still very behind even with our generation and Gen Z. I think it's, we're still very like leaps behind. Um, and I think the, the, the community itself is still very focused on 
image versus yeah. mental. I believe that. Guide, um, yeah. Which is exactly what our parents and their parents before them were still pre predominantly focused on, which is what was so damaging to their mental health to begin with. Yeah. Um, also super religious, like. And, and this is something I've seen you talk about a lot on um, your TikToks and stuff um, with the holidays coming up. We all experience this with our families. Like it's something I, I don't go back home for the holidays anymore. <laughs> like I don't do that to myself anymore. Like, uh, but a lot of us can't avoid that where you do have to be around family. And part of that for a lot of us means really having to deal with that really hard criticism and judgment that comes from, you know, families just not understanding, you know, your, how your <laughs> mind works and just, and that's just the reality of a lot of the Haitian culture and how the mindset of our, the older generation works is that a lot of the criticism that comes after you is very harsh and very image driven and um, critical based off of what you can achieve with your your looks, your body and your love status, your you know, what I mean, mm hmm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. There's so many things like even for Thanksgiving that I'm, I'm not gossiping about uh, another family member. It's okay. So I do come from a, a family, like we roast each other. We, we do. I, I enjoy some roasting, but like without like literally like harming someone, but we will roast you. <laughs> but like literally like talking shit about like another family member. It's like something I am not doing. Or if someone doesn't want to talk about, um, them not graduating or not um, reaching a, a level in school, like things like that. Like, it seems so simple, like not to do, but like, it's it's just, it's real out there, man. <laughs> if I were to ever go back into a Haitian Thanksgiving setting, I'm just going to observe and just see people like for who they are and like from a different perspective and not dissect it. But it is hard when you are younger and mm -hmm. you're sensitive and sorry. Yeah. Is your family supportive of the work you do now? Your parents? Um, I can go to my dad and be like, oh, this is the artwork. Oh, cool. cool. They don't care. Wow. <laughs> Where do you generate your <laughs> ideas from? Um, How do you come I'm up with Oh, no, I'm going to be honest with you. I I think it's mental illness, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yo, like this, this yes. depression be working for me. <laughs> yes, yo, because I really do believe, like, I mentally, unfortunately, I mentally believe that I'm a fairy. So I do have to, um, be I believe that I am a fair because of mental illness. <laughs> I finally come to terms with that this year. Woo, after so many talkings, like with close loved ones. Okay, I've come to terms with it, guys. Okay. But like, <laughs> yo, it was a whole thing. Okay, a whole thing. But like, um, honestly, um, I, I am balanced enough because I do have um, grounded people in my life. If I didn't, but like, 
yeah, um, mental health fairy godmother, my inner child. These are all things that I see with my <laughs> see with my eyes. Of course, like to a Haitian parent, it's like, no, that's the devil. That's the devil's work. You need the blah blah blah. Okay, sure. I guess I'm a walking um devil child. That's cool, whatever. But like, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah like I everything is literally like from my brain. Um, it's from like the past. But it's also, yeah, I, I honestly believe it's just a mind of a neurodivergent um, that is coping with reality and also fantasy in real life, because that's what's happening right now. So, <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, just as a writer, I'm actually working on my second book right now and um i think that one of the best i mean i'm i write literally from personal experiences and the the best ways i'm able to write is literally like channeling that that wow. darkness and taking myself to those places and where i am in those experiences and reliving them in a way and just feeling them and sometimes and I, I guess you can almost say that's like an actor when they're like method acting um and i think that sometimes people struggle with even getting out of that and so that can yeah. trigger like you know a lot of like you know um depression and you know some psychosis there for me but um in another way it's it's just a really beautiful um, cycle to go through and it's very therapeutic um, when yeah. I write because I'm able to release so much through that process um, you know of course through the editing process I'm like ooh, we're gonna leave that for the therapist you know <laughs> I don't know if I need to see that like, like that was a little too much Edgar Allan Poe for them you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't see that yeah, <laughs> but then other times it works for me, and it's like, oh, we we the art was working there. That was <laughs> like you don't want them to send you away, like you know, we all we all need to be locked down, but like you know... <laughs> yes. oh, I have to get your book. Oh, absolutely! It's available on Amazon for sure. I'm gonna get it. Yeah, so, um, I mean, it, I think that when sometimes we can use our pain um, and through art, and I think that that's a very beautiful way to do it. So I definitely <laughs> encourage that to anyone who's doing that. Um, and I think yeah. that the way you do it is very beautiful. And I think yeah. it helps so many people um, because th that definitely inspired me when I saw it and I connected with that. And it was... It was nice to see another black woman who was doing that as well because um, it's it's hard when this is a very I think mental health is such a white saturated space. Yeah, you're over it. So saturated, and so to I think that's part of the reason why I also created this space for myself too is because. I wanted to see someone that looked like me that was talking about the things that I talk about and do the things that I do and 
So to see someone that looks like you and doing the things that we're doing, it's cool to um, to have someone out there, you know. Yeah. So before we go again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this, but I have off on asking you on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you at this very moment? Um, I would say a bit more than 10, to be honest with you. Really? Yes. I got a lot of, huh? Care to elaborate? Oh yes. Like, I'm weird, but like, I'm able to dissect more than, because I'm always, maybe my brain need a chill, but like, I'm always like dissecting a bit more than I, I have to. And like, I just, I don't know, I feel your energy. And also like, you like gave me a lot of like insight, like for myself, like as a 30 year old woman, like trying to navigate through this bullshit, but like, yeah. And it, it was nice meeting you as well. And this podcast is actually like really soothing and calming. Like I didn't feel like, cause usually I feel so jumpy cause I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? What's, what's, what are you going to ask now? What are we doing now? Like, you know? Like, oh, I'm so bad. glad. I'm so glad. Yes. Like you give really good questions and it's a, it's a calming environment. I really enjoy that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Oh man, thank you. Um, and I I can't wait till we're able to do this in person someday because that's my yes, opinion. yes. Yeah, the world is like smaller than you think. We're like talking right now, so you never know. Can even get like a book deal and like you're like traveling and oh, oh one stop is New Jersey. You I'll never know. I hope, and if I do that book tour, I'm definitely grabbing you and making sure you're sitting on my couch (laughs) you're having a conversation in person (laughs) i would definitely come trust me trust me so much yeah once again this has been another episode of unapologetically anxious me thank you so much ronid anxious black girl for coming where can everyone find you um Anxious Black Girl Comics, it's it's on TikTok, um, Facebook, and also Instagram for right now. So yeah, just follow and I'll respond. I'm pretty personal. I talk to everyone. It's all good. So yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And once again, until next time.